Good evening and welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast, episode 218. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us on a special night as we cover the massive, and I mean massive, late pick five carryover tomorrow, Thursday at Aqueduct, almost $190,000 in the pool. I would say this pick five pools to be close to six, seven hundred thousand dollars total. This is a must play, especially if you're a horizontal player like me. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right hand side of the screen there. And after you do that, hit that um, notification bell so that'll tell you when our new content will arise. And also smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate it. We know we have a lot of people that watch the show. But not everyone subscribes. It costs you absolutely nothing. All you do is hit that subscription button, and that will just help us here at the HHH Racing Podcast. What it does is it sends people that are interested in horse racing or YouTube to our channel and uh, helps us out directly and indirectly and brings attention to the show. It costs you absolutely nothing at home. You don't get any special advertisements. You don't get any annoying emails. It just helps us. So please help us. We'd greatly appreciate that. On the bottom of the screen, you can see my uh, Twitter handle, at hkravitz. And scrolling on the bottom of the screen, eventually you will see my email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Of course, you can listen on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. The HHH Racing Podcast Power Picks are through for 2022. We talked about this yesterday. How about a two dollar and fifty nine cent ROI? Big round of applause for us. Little pat on the back for that fantastic ROI. National average is only about a dollar sixty. Look below the video player for information on how you can purchase our very inexpensive tip sheet called Power Picks. Uh, you can also get a yearly subscription as well with special video analysis. It's only four bucks a Saturday. That's it. Four bucks a Saturday. So. I don't know what you're waiting for. Please spread the word. The power picks are fantastic. We have a new show that I'm not going to promote right now. I'll wait for one of our co-hosts to come on. He can talk about that um, a little bit. We have also a fantastic website that has just been redone a little bit. So check that out. HHHRacingPodcast.com. There's some new promos on there. We changed the color a little bit. Pete Visco does a fantastic job with that. So go ahead and check out our website as well all right we've got uh a few other things to promote but i want to bring on my co-host first before we do that first from the saratoga special and the commonwealth of maine your favorite high school basketball and college basketball referee paul halloran and just back from disney world i think he said hi to mickey and donald duck and i'm not sure who else but i know he's a great time also hung out with Matt Miller as well from Displains, Illinois, and the new host of a show, Kyle Roscoe. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Good, good. Commonwealth of Massachusetts, yeah, by the way. You're, you're 0 for that. 1 tonight. What did I say? Maine. Ah, Maine message, whatever. I was thinking Matt Bernier today watching on uh, – uh, they mentioned he, of course, from Maine. Uh, on Happy the, to be uh, – yes, York, beautiful York. Sorry about that, Paul. Massachusetts, how could I make that mistake? I love Maine, Howard. I love Maine. 
Maine is beautiful. I've never been. Never been there. Uh, let's see quick comments before we get started here. We got Stephen Vanderbrook. Uh, Stephen, good evening. Thanks. Uh, Sean Kane. Sean, appreciate that. I'm assuming that's related to the power picks. Really, thank you. And Noah Megger, 19th birthday. Noah, I believe, goes to the University of Kentucky. Uh, shout out to the Cats, who had a, a closer than they wanted to win last night over LSU. How do I know? Because I was watching the game. Uh, no, I did not have a bet on it. Um, wouldn't mind a big score. No, we're going to hope to try to uh, get you a great 19th birthday present tomorrow, young man. So, uh, And by the way, uh, Kyle No is exactly the kind of guy we're looking for for our new show. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And of course, what would the show be without Penn State Scott? Penn State Scott, thanks for joining the show. Uh, your buddy uh, Pete is taking a little break tonight. He'll be back with us uh, tomorrow. Uh, before we talk about the new show, gentlemen, I have a few quick promos I want to uh, bring up uh, that are just of recent ilk. First of all, uh, on Pegasus Day, the HHH Racing Podcast again will be live for our Club Hawthorne pool party. Uh, I'm very excited. Matt Miller will be there as well. Kyle, sorry, not on the bottom of the screen there. Yeah. I don't scroll over the promo. I guess you're not big time quite enough yet. But anyway, myself, Matt Miller, and Kyle Roscoe will be there. Um, if you want information on how to get involved from a ticket standpoint, go to HawthorneRacesource.com. Um, it's going to be, again, the Crazy Poor OTB in Lake Villa, excuse me, Villa Park, Illinois. Now, gentlemen, let me bring you guys back on screen here. I talked to Dakota Schultz, who's um, big in the advertisement you know, area of Hawthorne. There is a possibility, Kyle and Paul, that people who are not going to be live at the Crazy Poor OTB might, and this is a might, still be able to get involved in our live plays. I told Hawthorne, I'm sure there are a lot of people who would love to get involved with our $1,000 bankroll that myself, Matt Miller, and Kyle will be betting on Pegasus Day. Last um, August, uh, Paul and Kyle, as you may remember, on Travers Day, we turned $1,000 into just over $5,900. And anyone that purchased the $35 ticket, Kyle and Paul, walked away with over $150 each person. So I talked to the people at Hawthorne. I don't know if that's going to apply to people that are not actually at the OTB. <laughs> in the Midwest area, uh, travel up to Villa Park, uh, Crazy Poor OTB. Kyle, it's a great place. We've both been there. And uh, make the, make a little uh, mini vacation for a weekend. You can meet us and Matt and make some money as well, Kyle. Absolutely. And like I said, as long as it goes as well as it did last time, if not better, you'll be walking away with some money. And like I said, they took good, they take good care of everyone. It's a great place to watch races. And, you know, like, like we always say, you know, Hawthorne's a very valued sponsor of ours and stuff like that. But like I said, they put it on for everybody. So if you're, if you're available that weekend, come on out. We'd love to have you. Absolutely. Uh, Kyle, I don't know if you can see the comments. I, I cannot show Brad Anderson's uh, comment, but uh, anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I, no we're, we're, one, we're not going to show that. Nope, uh, yep. As I just said, Kyle, we're not going to show that. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm, I actually have no idea what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> the second part of that. Uh, gentlemen, also, one other thing I want to share with everyone. Hawthorne <laughs> Contest. They are doing a special Hawthorne Contest on the 13th and 14th, that is week from this Friday and Saturday, it's only a $200 live money contest. There is no entry fee. Again, if you want more information, 
go to hawthornracecourse.com. But it's similar to the contest they've had before, guys. And it's, a, it's your last chance to qualify for the NHC. So if you've not qualified for the NHC, it's only $200. You do have to be on site, ladies and gentlemen, for that. So you do have to be at a Hawthorne, uh, Chicago area location, OTB. Again, another opportunity to qualify for the NHC if you've not done that. It's only $200 for that uh, entry fee. So, uh, Kyle, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if I can put you on the spot, Kyle. You can be playing in that. I'll be pro- hopefully, hopefully playing in both okay. days. Oh. But I will be playing on Saturday for sure. Okay, well, maybe I'll join you. We'll have to talk about that. I wouldn't mind double double qualifying would be absolutely fine. I think we all know someone who's actually already double qualified yeah, and did pretty like well. I mean, the guy just does well on everything. It's just it's completely disgusting um, <laughs> in a good way, of course. All right, guys, um, before we get to the pick five, I know everyone's waiting for that. Real quick, Kyle, we have to talk about um, the new show, and you're going to be hosting our new show at the bottom of the screen. Our new show starts one week from today, Kyle. Hope you're excited about it. Very briefly, uh, it's going to be a week from tonight. It's going to be a Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. It's a little bit later. You're hosting it. Kyle, tell a little bit uh, about the show, the title, um, who your co-host is going to be, and the overall theme of the show. Yeah, of course. And like uh, for very longtime fans of the HHH Racing Podcast, you'll remember a night that we had one uh, for college night one night. And that's going to be kind of the emphasis on this new type of show. (laughs) It's going to be a little later on Wednesday nights. It's going to be a little more laid back. Like I said, it's not that we don't have fun here on the flagship shows, but we're going to have a little more little more fun a little more viewer participation hopefully as long as everyone abides by the rules of course but it's going to be it's going to be called most likely called betting and boozing uh, with me uh patrick kunsel who is on college night and charlie freeman as well would be participating in it who was also on that college night show we're gonna have a lot of fun a lot of most likely a lot of a lot of brews for me and patrick there on the show and like i said it's gonna be a lot more laid back a lot more fun, and like I said, a lot of your participation. We're going to be going over a late pick four on that Friday, on most likely that Friday, or I mean, it could be later because as we know, we all love Goldstream and how much how early they put out their PPs. And we're going to also be talking about sports. We're going to be talking about, you know, the football playoffs are going to start close to where we're talking about it. The college football playoff is going to be that Monday before our show. So there's going to be a lot of talk about some sports betting towards the weekend and stuff like that. So if you're into any of that and any of that sounds fun to you, please come join us. We'd love to have you on Wednesday nights. And this show is for, for 18 years old. It's for 75 year olds. It's for everyone. Um, The angle is going to be a little bit towards our younger crowd, but again, certainly we want everyone watching and um for those of you that watch the show that may have younger uh sons or daughters that are you know like millennial age between like 18 to 30 it's sort of geared a little bit more towards that age group or 35 ish so again we want everyone watching the show but we want to also uh start catering a bit to our younger crowd paul because really that's the future of the game because you and i'll be dead and gone at some point hopefully not for many many years to come but you know there's a lot there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of people with the way the sports betting is going right now paul i think that is something we should uh dive into a little bit also here on the show yeah i think one of the big misnomers was that the you know the advent of sports well of legal sports betting you know sports betting's been around forever and uh, on an illegal, technically illegal, but you know, I really never got how people thought it was a big threat 
to, to horse racing. You know, say, well, you know, you can bet a game every two minutes. You know, you, you got to wait for half a. It's like, you know, around here we have Dunkin' Donuts as our big coffee shop. It's, it's, it, you know, there are some streets, there are four of them on. Well, well there's a reason for that. <laughs> so I think the sports betting thing can, can certainly uh, coexist with racing. And, uh, you know, I, I think it could have the effect of bringing some of those dollars into racing, especially at the locations, you know, like a Monmouth park where there's the William Hill, uh, uh, the sports book or the Meadowlands, or, you know, I think Howard, we're going to see the day where any state sports betting is legal at, you know, if there's a, a, a quote, real racetrack, you know, you, you're going to have, you know, probably one day at Belmont park, there'll be a, a sports book down the line. So uh, bring it on. I say. Yeah, it's very, it's very likely that's going to happen. And again, we are going to talk about horse racing on that Wednesday show, but it'll probably be covering, as Kyle said, a Friday uh, bet. So again, we want to try to keep things live and fresh here. Please comment down below the video player um, your general thoughts about this um, format and the type of show. And then, of course, as it occurs next Wednesday, we'd love for everyone to watch. Please spread the word. We really need your help out there when anytime you start something new and fresh, we need your help. We're going to be doing all the advertising through Twitter um, and, and Instagram, a lot of other platforms as well. But we really need your help. And please watch the show on Wednesday nights along, of course, with our flagship show on Thursday nights. All right, guys, let's jump in to the pick five. Paul, these opportunities don't come around too often. Uh, pick five carryovers at big racetracks like you know California, New York, Kentucky. Paul, in my opinion, whether you're a big horizontal player or not, and when I say big, I don't necessarily mean dollar amounts. I mean frequency. There's free money out there, and I don't want to get into the details of the math, Paul, but you'd really be silly not to at least take Who's better small qualified to get into the <laughs> you, you really, It's really a mistake, in my opinion, to not at least take a small stab at, at what is basically a bunch of free money in the kitty for tomorrow <laughs> at Aqueduct. Right. Well, I think without getting into the details, Howard, what you're trying to say is, you know, there's a, t a pick five wager, you know, has a takeout of, of anywhere from 15 to, to low 20 percent. So, you know, for every say it's 15 percent for every thousand dollars that goes in the pool, 150 is being taken out. But when you're starting with one hundred eighty five thousand dollars, that hundred eighty five goes uh, to mitigate that takeout. So, you know, you, 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 sometimes you can get a bet where actually you, you, you have real equity in the bet. So, uh, that, that's why you really have to play, you know, uh, whether you were part of contributing to that 185 <laughs> or not, you know, the people who bet into it on Sunday, but for those, you know, I, I actually didn't bet into the late pick five, but yeah, I, I think it's a great opportunity and it's, uh, <clears throat> you know, for a Thursday eight race card in New York, uh, you know, why not, uh, take a take a swing and there's only one horse that carried over the pick five and of course that horse won and that the uh jockey we talked about this uh, last night was or excuse me monday night was jackie davis who Jackies. caused that carryover let's jump in guys we got a lot of people watching live and they want to hear our opinions the pick five sequence tomorrow again this is thursday at aqueduct starts in race four at approximately 2 15 eastern standard time Paul and Cal, from what I understand, the weather's going to be just fine out in New York. It's actually been pretty warm, um, and it's going to be dry, so that's good. Uh, let's call a, let's call it like it is, Paul and Kyle. Uh, two, two of these pick five races 
are not very high quality at all. In fact, it's really the, 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 some of the worst horses on the grounds to be fair, but listen, these horses have earned the right, you know, being New York to, to, to win a race. And that's going to make for some very interesting betting in, in those two particular legs. And this first one is one of those two races with not the highest quality horses. It's a maiden. They're going a mile on the dirt of course. <laughs> It is for three-year-olds. It's a maiden 20. And you can see the field here. It's a pretty big field of 10. And the morning line favorite is on the outside, the number 10, second in Reed, a Florida bred for Ryerson and Cancel. And now, everyone, you see our picks scrolling along the bottom of the screen. Uh, Kyle, you've not been with us uh, for a while. It's going to let you go first. You are going with the number five, and I think we both know why we're chuckling. The number five, Saratoga Strong, for our buddy, Ray Handel, and an apprentice uh, female jockey, Oliver. I believe it's Michelle. I'm sorry if I, I can't recall her. Is that Michelle, Paul? I can't remember her first name. I want to say it's Madison, but I'll Mad- look it I think up. it is Madison. Uh, when you look at this horse on paper, Kyle, I'm going to bring this up right now. People are already scratching their heads saying, Kyle Roscoe. What in the world are you thinking? But it is that kind of race, Kyle. Absolutely, it is that kind of race. And <laughs> people already have that reaction when I pick horses anyway. But Well, that is true. But, you but know, you're not picking is... a chalk. 6-1 yep. morning line. How about that? Lost by 19 lengths with a whopping 13 buyer. Tell us why this horse is going to win, Kyle. The best part is 13 buyers and that far off the top buyer in the race, which is the funniest part to me. But if you watch that race, in the if you watch that race when he goes out of the gate, in this, in the replay, he's just all over the place, climbing, doing everything in, in the world, basically not to give himself the worst type of trip possible. He's the nine. He's going to be the nine. Go ahead. You can talk it through just the first five seconds or so. Yeah. And he see, he breaks fine. He drops back a little bit and you can see him right here. Just climb, 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 right climb. What in the what? What? Whoa, whoa! What in the world is going on there? It's gonna be a great hurdler at Saratoga. That's right. But so what I'm thinking at this horse is that gave him literally zero chance in this race whatsoever. And if you keep playing the race, granted, he still did end up last, but he actually was he kept um Vargas kept him in hand the entire time. Vargas knew there's no way he was gonna win that race through the entire way he actually ended up coming up to the lat the he made a little he, once he got straight down he made a little bit of run towards the turn and then he just kept him in hand with nothing because yeah. he knew he had no chance so with the blinkers on first time lasix and granted he does he does get the apprentice jockey but yeah. again with this type of field i'm going to take a shot with the horse that's going to take that has a lot of change going for it we all know how good ray handle is when he comes second off this type of race. And as we always say, the best, the best time to improve is second out. So hopefully the blinkers on the first time Lasix get this horse ready to go. Uh, Steven mentioned there, there has been a lot of rain out in New York, but I believe he said there's spotty showers tomorrow. They're on the bottom of the screen. Thank you, Steven. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be fast, but I don't, it's not gonna, I don't think it's going to be sloppy either. We'll just have to see. Um, You've got my the 10 and second, which I'll talk about, Kyle. Paul, yeah. let's talk about the number two. And, Paul, before I let you talk about the two, <laughs> and you're going with a horse with a zero buyer who finished with 46 and a half lengths back. Listen, guys, it's this kind of race 
But Paul and Kyle, what I do want to give you guys credit for, because I agree, <coughs> this is just the kind of race where you want to find, you know, some fuzzies or horses that just haven't raced a bunch of times that have room for upside. I mean, I believe, Kyle, your horse was a new gelding as well mm-hmm. in first time Lasix. Yeah, and actually you're no, not yeah. gelded, but you are, the, your horse was already gelding. But is Blinker is on with first time Lasix. Paul, your horse is first time gelding, first time Lasix. It's just the kind of field, Paul, where you want to find something that these horses have never done before to, to try to find an angle. Yeah, and, and and I have Kyle's horse second, by the way. So I'm doubly crazy, I guess. You know, and, <laughs> and, and I'm looking strictly at, you know, those we call them karma changes, you know. Uh, in the case of the uh, five, it's you, you're getting Lasix for the first time. You're getting the 10-pound apprentice uh, who won a race on New Year's Eve, by the way. She only, she had two wins last year. One of them was on New Year's Eve. So she's hot. Um, you know, and, and the karma changes in this race are first new trainer, first time Gelden, first time Lasix. And, you know, even coming off the zero, the, the biggest drop in racing is special weight to, to maiden claiming. So, you know, you put it all together and, you know, when a horse in his first start, like the, you showed the beginning of that Kyle's horse, the five, who was the nine last time. And, you know, you'll see this horse absolutely, you know, got bumped a little at the break or taken up, you know, they're just not going to, they're not going to really pursue in a first start if they know that the horse has no chance. Yours, you know, is, the three, yours <clears throat> is the three horse in this race. And I've got this horse in third. You can see right yeah, there, it just she, doesn't break right. It doesn't just... break. And then, you know, you, you're going to get to a point where Karamush is just going to take care of the horse, you know. Uh, not not the second, but, um, you know, clearly. And, and, and that's the other thing. You know, the hardest thing to do, you know, you never know how a horse is going to come out of the gate. There's a reason why you have to gate school. The horse has to get his gate card from the, from the, uh, <clears throat> from the gate crew before they let, let him or her make a start. So you just never know when a horse gets this far behind in a first time start. You know, the other thing about this three too, and I don't know if it's good news or bad news, Howard, they paid three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for this horse. So wow. someone thought he was gonna be okay. They're, it's probably not a good sign that they're willing to lose him for twenty five uh twenty no. uh tomorrow. But mm. you know, like you'll see when we get to my ticket, Howard. I <clears throat> I actually did this race last uh when I put the ticket together as far as the numbers, because I wanted to see how deep I could go and stay under our new $100 figure. And the number was five. And that's real. the one thing I would say, though, to people is take advantage of the fact that this is the first leg. You have the opportunity to see the board. You know, mm-hmm. if you have a 12 to one shot down a two to one, like I got beat by the other day. At, I don't know if it was here at Santa Anita when I got knocked out of a sequence. If you if you have a, a horse like that, you got to use that horse, whether you plan to or not. Yeah, I, I the board is important to watch here. There's two horses that I like on top that you guys uh, don't have on top. One is the number 10, second in Reed. Guys, this is a, a guess, but I mean, this is a drop down. And as Kyle said earlier, this 37 and 32 buyer not only fits, it's the best darn figures mm-hmm. in this race practice. I mean, you just you scroll through. I mean, for New York, this, this got to be – I don't want to be disrespectful to the connections of these horses because, listen, they all, like I said, have earned their spot to run in this race. But, I, Paul, you and I have been betting New York a long, long time. I am not sure I've seen a weaker um, 
race at a major New York circuit than this one in a long time. And this is just, it is what it is. And a 37, 32 buyer absolutely fits. He's first time Lasix, the number uh, 10 second in Reed. You, you figure he's going to show some speed. He's been involved in a, in some fast paces. Um, he's been working just fine. Actually usually works really well in the morning. If you look at it, just hasn't equated to the afternoon. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't use this horse on the wind end, anything lower than three to one, but in this sequence, that's my top choice. And the other one I'll just quickly mention is the number six basic truth who, again, if you watch this replay was really weird because he <laughs> broke actually very well. This is the four. I'll go ahead and make the screen bigger. Watch the four here. Breaks very well and actually shows some speed. And then inexplicably, you see right here, sort of, he did, he wasn't in tight. It looked like maybe he just didn't want the, tick, the kickback, guys, because you see he's, like, right up on the pace. He was never checked. And then once the horses get in front of him, now it's a little bit hard to tell. But if you look carefully, like, the horse is losing his stride. The jockey's hands are, like, higher up in the with the reins the the horse see how the, the head carriage of the horse is really high it almost looked like the horse just maybe was taking some kickback that he didn't want and i say that because if you look in the stretch he's right you see there's a lot of mud and kickback there so it sure appears that way guys but the one thing i do like about the six is he's only had one lifetime start and he did show some speed and he's dropping down so look guys i we all frankly have absolutely no freaking clue what's going to happen. I'm using your two, Paul. I'm using your five, Kyle. I'm using five horses. I'm using the three. It's a wide open race, uh, Kyle, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, when the, when the buyer, when the top buyer in the field is a 37, you know, the race is, you got to find something in here. And if it's not, you know, it's not going to be the favorite, who else is it going to be? And this is the best race to find that out. I also found this funny a Roth posted in the chat that there was also a weak maiden field about Lars Bund by eight links. If you look at the, the running line of the six in the last race. Yeah. It was that race. Yeah. That's the best part. And, and, and Gemini's mentioning that um second read was boy, all, all the big hitters are coming out. We got a lot of people watching tonight. <laughs> That's right. We really appreciate all of our live viewers who are watching tonight and those you watch as a replay either through our audio or YouTube formats. Really thank everyone. Please keep your comments coming because you're not only helping us out, but you're helping out people in the chat. Uh, hit crush for tomorrow. So Gemini, we haven't heard from you in a while. Thanks for joining the show. Oh, and one thing uh, about yep. your six, and I'm using him as well. You know, okay. no disrespect of it. That was Frederick Salvador, the jockey. That was his. He has 19 career starts. This is a huge jockey upgrade to Jose Gomez, who I will release that I did vote for the Apprentice uh, for the Eclipse okay. Award without getting oh, wow. into my full ballot but this is you know again frederick god love him could turn out to be great but with 19 stats jose gomez yeah. had a really good year yeah. uh in new york so you are getting a you know and i don't know if that had anything to do with the way the horse ran last time but it it did seem like the horse was unnecessarily kind of taken out of it you know he, yeah it wasn't like he didn't have to go through that hole he just had to maintain position you know going around the turn and, and see what happened but just point, pointing that out, a yep. big jockey upgrade on the six. Well, and Jose Gomez is very aggressive, and this horse does have 107 really time for him. I don't know about you guys. This is absolutely the race that I'd love to have a horse just go to the front because these yep. horses are unlikely no to doubt. pass from anywhere beyond three or four lengths unless the race completely collapses. Let's go on to the next <laughs> race, guys. Now, the next two races are real nice allowance races. They are smaller fields. I would just – I know we'll talk about our pick five ticket at the end, 
my personal recommendation is to start narrowing your choices in these next two races. These are high quality horses. The field sizes are not huge. It would be a great time to either single or only go too deep. In my opinion, we'll see what Kyle and Paul have to say as we go ahead and show our picks at the bottom of the screen. Obviously guys, we all three of us believe this is basically a three horse race. Let's take a look at the race right now. As I whoops, wanted to go to race five. There we go. Uh, actually, I want to hit the all button. <laughs> Literally the all button in this case. So I can make things easier for myself. Sorry for all the scrolling. Okay. Race five, 245 Eastern. This is an allowance race. A mile and three sixteenths. Four-year-olds and up. Uh, this is a uh, non-winners of one other than, excuse me, non-winners of two other than and two X. You see the field there. Of seven, the more line favorites are number seven. Total impact on the outside for Linda Rice and Kedrick Carmouche. Paul, I'm gonna have you go first. You're going to number four for Pletcher and Kinsell, looking to put a little gasoline on this pick five fire with yes. gasoline. Well, a couple of things. You know, obviously in a race of this distance, pedigree is important, and I and I just did did look through and looked at the average winning distance for the progeny of both Curlin, my favorite horse of all time, and Yellow Agate. And uh, this horse uh, checks out the highs. The average winning distance for pro uh, horses out of Yellow Agate is actually nine furlongs. Wow. So, um, you know, I am not I, a Gem huge... I, Gemologist, Gemologist, who's also long-distance horse. Yep. So, I'm yeah. not a huge Eric Cancel fan, but the one thing I will tell you about these races, Howard, especially the horses who don't run it, the big misnomer is thinking you're going to get a horse to come from the clouds. Because if you look at it rationally, you know, after they've run a mile and an eighth, how much energy is anyone going to still have to, to really close? So I want a horse who's going to be, you know, not necessarily on, you know, on the pace, if not, not, doesn't have to be on the lead, but I, this, this horse looks very tactical. Uh, he should be, the distance should be okay with that pedigree. It, uh, Pletcher excels in dirt distance races and you know again i'm not the biggest cancel fan but he, he doesn't get a lot from from todd so you'll know he'll be riding his eyeballs out for pletcher so you put that all together and i landed on him i completely agree if we scroll through the field look at the early time form again this early time form u.s pace that i know uh pete and i mentioned on the show monday when we were talking about using speed horses and i don't know if you watched gulfstream or heard about gulfstream today paul Two large price horses won both on the lead, just to let you know, uh, based on our conversation from Monday. The number one, Aneko, an 83 early time form, 73 early time form, 92, and then bam, 107 early time form for Gasoline, Royal Trist, 73, uh, Vassariano, 103. I think the six will show some speed. I don't think Gomez is fast enough to really put pressure on the four. We'll see. And then total impact 64. So, Paul, you see my choice. I completely agree with you. The other thing about gasoline, this last race was much uh, – was, was a pretty darn tough field. I just want to <laughs> look at the field. I am the law. Is a nice horse here who is improving with an 82 and a 90 buyer. Curlin's, Curlin's Wisdom uh, came back and won with a 95 buyer. So, again, he was facing – two very nice horses. I know he gave it up and we're not going to watch the replay, but he was being pressed a bit in that race. It was also his first start since September. Um, Paul, I am not singling this horse, but I wouldn't blame anyone who decided to single this horse in the pick five, frankly, and just go for it. 
Yeah, I, I was too deep, and I ended up three deep because I, I just have this annoying feeling that the one could win this race, and there's not, you know, he looks okay on paper. There's not a lot to back it up, but you know, played the horse before. I, I don't know. I, I just had a on a caveman. I, I had to throw him in, but I, I'm with you. I I think that the, I don't know that I'd single him, but I I could go. You know, if I had to, I could easily go too deep. I, I get it, and it's probably a little. You know, I'm just not a huge can't sell guy. I don't know that I want a single can't sell with a big, yeah. a big ticket on the line. There's the one who I personally don't love, but I get it. I'm not sure yeah. about the distance. I don't know about the distance with the one personally. Uh, yeah, no my doubt. Uh, yep. Uh, total impact, Kyle, is your top choice. I'm using this horse second. I'm pretty much just using these two. He was very, very good last time. We're not going to show the whole replay. He broke from the outside, just rolled, you know, uh, by the field. It was a starter allowance. This is a step up in class. Correct. And look, I, I, I could be completely wrong, and this could easily torch me, but because I, I almost picked exactly what you guys had. We could have had all three the same, but that last race off the claim for Linda Rice throws him in a starter allowance wins for fun. Like I said, not, he, I'm not sure who he beat in that race if too much, but that move on the turn, I'm sure you're going to show it show here. The end of it. Sorry, let me just, back yeah. it up a little bit. It, this horse looks like he'll love the extra distance right here. The You'll 11. see him just swing up on the outside completely in hand from Carmouche and just absolutely flies by this entire field without even a doubt in anyone's mind. Look, like I said, this could be complete. This could completely torch me, but Linda Rice claims it for 40, throws in a starter allowance for 50, wins pretty much for fun off after that turn move, and now throws him up into a really nice allowance race for 82. I like I said, I'm go after that last race. That's what threw me him over, threw me to him over gasoline. Gasoline should be able to get the distance, but I'm I'm hoping that the six will go with him and be able to, for the total impact to throw in that exact same move on the turn to be able to win this race. Now, this is why I firmly believe, um, selfishly, that the HHH Racing Podcast is one of the best podcasts out there in the country. And the reason is because we deep dive everyone. If you watch the replay, Kyle, and you look at the number, the 90 fig, the replay, you're like, oh, this horse is a single. He's going to win. Mm -hmm. And this horse absolutely could win tomorrow without a doubt. But look at who he faced in that last race. Yep. And that you say he blew by the field. Yeah, but who was he blowing by? I mean, look at the buyers uh, in, the, in in that race. There was really no one running. And when you look at the, the – this was the, the – where I have my arrow here was the buyers of the race we just watched. But when you look back at the previous races – they almost all these horses digress, which tells me, Kyle, that this fig right here in this second to left column is probably not true figs. That's really probably, you know, downgrade these. I don't know if it's downgraded this much, but the horse he beat, gut feeling, is a mid 70s buyer, basically horse. Timbuk two is the mid 70s. And then, you know, Blue Grotto, Bird Bird, they're all like 70s at best, realistically. When you compare that, guys, to the field, you know, that we gasoline was in to me, it's not even close. So yeah. I'm not saying people should not use uh total impact. I'm not saying the horse can't win. I'm just trying to put a little perspective on the race, Kyle and total impact is, is certainly not a sure thing. And he's going to have to run down in theory, gasoline, who is a better horse than certainly faced last time. 
And I, I don't disagree with that by any means because I even said it when I was going through. You know, he might not have beat too much, but just that move for me is what I'm hoping will be put onto the turn. But we'll see what happens yeah, when it comes that, tomorrow. I, Paul, to me, it's either 4-7 or, or I don't know. I guess the one could win. I even looked. I looked the two hey, a little Roth. bit. To me, hey, it's Roth a, thinks the one could win. Well, A. Roth is a bright guy. I just, Jeff I don't Amster, know. Thank you, Jeff. Yellow Agate won the Frisette for Clement. Yes. Very good. Yeah, we... I mean, I don't know if the one gets distance. I'd like to move on, guys, but yeah. this one has not gone this distance. Um, actually, is, yeah, it's never gone this distance. And every time he goes further, you know, he regresses to me. So forget about the trainer change means nothing. More is the assistant for Doug O'Neill when yeah, Doug O'Neill was, was suspended. So yeah. that means yeah. nothing to me. It's also his first race at Aqueduct. I don't know. I To me, to me guys. Oh, he's either, one for one at Aqueduct. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. He is. Uh, one was. It must have been a while ago. Okay. No, it was. Um, it was at the Belmont meet in September. Um, BAQ okay. third oh, race. I'm sorry, you're right. State, My bad. State bred optional claimer. Going a mile. I mean, okay. I, I would say. I'll speed. tell you this with Lescano. I would say that this horse is going to be sent, and we'll see how how far he can go. The one. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get the surprised. lead over the four, though. You're saying he's going to get the lead over the four? Uh, he don't be surprised. Uh, Lescano is wow. about five times as aggressive as Cancel as okay. a great jockey. Well, last time I, like I made this prediction, you were right. <laughs> so I'm not going to say a word other than Kyle. Again, there's a 20 point early time for him. Correct. Pace so if the four doesn't have the lead, although you just had said Cancel's going to send hard and try hard for Pletcher, Paul. So you, I say he's going to try hard for Pletcher. He's okay. not. I don't <laughs> I mean, think he's going. All right. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Let's go. I, on. Yeah. No, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead, Fisher. No, I was going to say, I think with the pedigree, I, I think you look at it and the, the connections of the four are pretty sure he can get the distance, whether he wins. Right. But the one, and you bring up a good point, they're not sure, but I think they might want to find out on the lead as opposed to trying to close. So I will tell you this one's going to be right in the thick of things early. Okay. That, that that would not be good for our four. We'll have to see what, what the break looks like. Um, the next race, you see our picks on the bottom of the screen right now. Race six, about 315. This is another <laughs> allowance race, another two-turn race. I love two-turn dirt races, by the way. Probably my favorite races out there. Two-turn dirt races I like a lot. Mile and eighth, this is another allowance race. This is for New York Reds, though. Um, N2X, you see the Moyline favorite is a coupled entry which i personally find very annoying but it's the no reason entry. for it no reason for it in the year 2023 by the way new york has got to get rid of that go ahead sorry i i don't disagree with you <laughs> um you got two horses one's trained by atris one's trained by henning um you got vargas on one carmusha on the other simply and ouster to me simply is by far the better horse of the two but let me go ahead and Go to Paul first. Actually, we all have the one. We do need to talk about both of them, though, because in, in case one of them scratches. So, Paul, of the one or one A, who do you prefer? And tell us why. I prefer the one. I'm with you, Howard. And you know, th this is what I call a LMS, lazy man's single. And I'm okay. looking at it as I'm not really singling because I'm ostensibly getting two of mm -hmm. them if if one of them to, and you know there's no reason for one to scratch necessarily right. you know different trainers uh uh different trainers different obviously different jockeys i will note that the 1a is 
bred by my friends Cheryl Bredholm and Michael Gallivan, the breeders of Brooklyn Strong, New York bred, who ran in the 2021 Kentucky Derby. Um, who, by the way, yeah, was, I, not, was not invited to the Pegasus World Cup, which just came out today, by the way, the uh, the invitations for the Pegasus Yeah, Turf well, I would World hope Cup not. He hasn't today. won. You know, he just hasn't won. Yeah. You know, that, that that's a story for another day. You know, I would have run them in the Derby too. They paid 5,000 for the horse. You got a chance to run the Kentucky Derby you run, but unfortunately it seems like it ruined them. But yeah, how, you know what, this is, you know, numbers wise, you, you know, you get actress numbers wise, the one kind of towers to a degree over these horses. And frankly, the one a is probably, you know, the closest, I don't know, uh, you know, unfortunately this is the, not only the lazy man single, but it's the every man single and those horses often don't win, but I'm looking at it. Like I have two chances for one of them to win. Okay. Um, Kyle, did you want to add anything with these ones, either one of them? I mean, he hit the nail on the head. I just like that, especially since simply, I don't think it's going to necessarily be too slow of a pace in here. But if you look, just looking at the time form figures on this, you'll see a lot of blue numbers and he is still closing into those numbers as well, which is something that I like to look at. Guys, I have just, I I just want to throw this out there. I have the one on top and I think simply is the horse to beat. But again, I think perspective is important. Guys, if you throw out the last race, and I know you're going to say you can't. Okay, fine. But let's just say the last race was in a vacuum. It didn't exist. How much better is this one than a lot of these others? I mean, you're talking literally two or three buyer's points. You're talking about maybe a length. I just, you know, you got a six-year-old coming off a top. I know Atris is on fire right now. I don't know, guys. I just, I don't like the 1A at all. I think it's a turf horse. The one is probably going to win. I would not single the one. Uh, we're going to get into the ticket a little bit later. I'll just talk about some other horses that I would use. I think is interesting. The number seven, uh, Rhea's Angel for Linda Rice, looks cheaper and is cheaper and is inconsistent. But I think, you know, I think we'll like the distance. Has run some races that are not that far off. He's seen 80, a 75. I don't like the horse as much, but would I be shocked if this horse wins? I personally wouldn't. And then the number six, I just want to throw out there. I know that Joey Martinez is two for 57 in 2022. And he's not exactly a win type. But again, if you just look at the buyers, guys, let me go full screen. I see a 79. I see a 75, 75. He's got a 90 mixed in there. That was going seven furlongs. I mean, he's by FNX. You think he's second off the layoff? I just, I don't know what it is, guys. I could be way, way wrong about this race. I don't fully trust the one in this race. And the two, Paul, let you mention him. You've got him second. Kyle's got him second. I don't have him anywhere because I think he's, you know, I don't like the fact he came from Penn National, but it's not like his numbers are that far off either. No, and, and you're going to Jeremiah Engelhart, who's a, you know, who does a great job picking spots. He's 21% yep. trainer for the year. Uh, he's very good with New York Bridge. Jim Palaz has a very clever comment in the comments, by the way, for this race. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> these, I think, these are the top races for you to pick, Paul, because uh, they're all New York Preds. Must be like trying to pick a favorite <clears throat> child. By the way, who is your favorite? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, one of them is in my house, and one of them just got through watching Villanova beat Georgetown live in person in Washington D.C., which was oh, that's great, cool. Which was a great Christmas gift from her parents. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, Howard, I could see my issue with going, trying to go elsewhere. I'm with you. Seven would be my, well, my third choice, my second choice in the betting after the, the entry and then the two. But boy, beyond that, you know, I, I can see trying to make a case against the one or the entry, but boy, there aren't a lot of other great options, are you? Unless you want to deal with, you know, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> Moreno Hernandez, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Nurka Huetas trainer, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, this jockey, uh, Huejas, who's through 16 for 300. So, you know, you mentioned Martinez, you know, again, but it's, you know, it is the type of race that can blow it up. You know, it's the type of race that, you know, the, the, the big, real big tickets, you know, will have those horses covered because if you're looking for separation, you, you need to beat the one here. Yeah. I mean, I, guys, 70, well, I don't, it's, I'd say half the tickets could be singling the one, you know, anyone under, a, you know, with a budget under $72 or whatever is going to be singling the one here. I mean, so if you can beat the one, great. I'm not sure you can. Um, let's go on to the next race, guys. Race seven, as I go ahead and switch the screen there. Let me switch the banners as well. There we go. Race seven is optional. Um, 80 claiming allowance. They're going seven furlongs. These are for fillies and mares, <coughs> four-year-olds and up. This is a real nice um, field. It's a field of seven. I do have some news that I'm not sure you guys are aware of. I'll tell you about in just a minute about this race. Uh, the Moyline favorite is on the outside, number seven, Piece of My Heart, a Florida bred for Linda Rice and Jose Lascano. Now, let me put you guys on screen here. The number five of Foet will be scratched for Linda Rice. Now, that, that is a they didn't want they're not going to run her back that quickly. I read about it. Um, they didn't want to run her back in a week. She just wired a field of three horses last week. Mm -hmm. That does take speed out of the race. Uh, Kyle and Paul, if that change, well, Kyle, you have this horse third. Yeah. So, if you guys, if you if that changes your picks, let me know. I'll be happy to change them on the screen. Paul's like, no, that's not going to change anything. That does take some speed out of the race. Kyle, let's go to you first. Uh, you have the seven along with me, the favorite piece of my heart. Yeah, and the only thing it would change about my picks would be, would be I had seven, one, five, deuce, so I'd put the deuce in third. But okay. So just to add I'll on to that. all of us. But um, yeah. And again, like I just said last race, you know, I really love the angle where these horses, granted this horse has a lot more tactical speed than the last one I talked about, but it's, clo it's closing up to slow paces and actually closed up to Fouette who is actually going to be scratched and lost by a head when Foy had a easy lead that entire race. So for Lascano, who's the number one call guy for Linda Rice, the numbers are just super good. This horse looks to get the trip, especially with that great. I love the outside draw in this race. Granted, like we said, it is only three horses, but this is piece of my heart right here. Foet, who's not going to be in the race. I mean, three horse fields, Kyle, <laughs> yeah. they almost, they almost never collapse. And, Follett, who again is not in the race tomorrow, was absolutely all out to win this race. And the one piece of my heart blew by the five at the wire. And this tomorrow's race is a furlong longer. Exactly. And that was my next point was I really actually liked the addition of the furlong longer. As you can see, he re-breaks at what? Probably right at the wire. So what? The six furlong would be the answer there. And then gets an extra furlong after that. I really Paul, like that. Paul, well. it's a she. You got any uh, beverage out there, Paul? Shoot. I think this is the first one of two... 
2023. Kyle's first incorrect gender name. There we go. Yep, there we go. Everyone take a drink out there for and like I said, that'll be definitely be a fixture because I'm sure it won't <laughs> oh, be the last one of 2023. You, you need to have a keg nearby for your <laughs> show since you're hosting it with all the horses. You're gonna be uh misgendering. Hey, hey come on. Wait, wait, wait. The, you don't know that. I'm I'm a changed man, 2023. That's it. That's my only oh. one. Wow. Okay, it, I'll believe. I'll, I'll hear yeah. that when I see it. But anyway, that's like, peace yeah. of my heart, your top choice. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly. I love the furlong longer for this horse. I mean, like like you said, three horse, three horse races not, never collapse. Almost, especially with the cold time time for numbers, which show it right there. I love the rebreak at six furlongs. I think, like I said, I think the furlong extra helps him, and I'm going to take him on top. Kyle, Her great on question top. from a new a new viewer, I believe, right at the wire. I've not seen him before or her. Right at the uh-huh. wire. Thanks for joining the HHH Racing Podcast. Uh, Paul, I'm going to direct this towards you, even though you have the seven second. Should we be worried about the second itis for the seven? 17 lifetime starts, four seconds. Excuse me. 25 lifetime starts, eight seconds. I was looking at uh, fast dirt. My bad. Well, let's play Thoroughbred Jeopardy. And the okay. answer is May 1st, 2020. Anyone want to have what the question is? Um, well, he didn't. she didn't run that day. Sounds like the Oaks. Uh, the last time the seven horse won a race. Oh, 2020. Excuse me, 2020. 2020. Uh, that's not very good. Okay, the pandemic was two months old, and the HHH Racing Pod- Podcast was still <laughs> six months away, seven months away. Well, Eight just to make away. myself feel better, I <laughs> want to see the race there. And wait, where is it? Now, now, if you go for that far back in 2020, you're going to see some grade three races. You know, ran in the Monmouth Oaks, ran in the Delaware Oaks. Oh, you know, so they the one, so. they had high hopes for her as a three-year-old. Um, yeah. Now she's six-year-old. And hey, look. There it is. It's it's a yeah. horse. If you're betting the race individually, you're supposed to bet against this horse all day long and twice on Sunday. Yeah. In a sequence, you know, you can't get beat by the horse. You know, it's it's especially in a sequence like this where, you know, if, if you manage to get something home that pays, you know, so you, you gotta use the horse. But am I am I bothered by it right at the Yeah, I'm I'm bothered that I have to use the horse. If I had any you-know-whats, I wouldn't use the horse because I hate playing like horses like this in horizontal wages. Yeah, well, Paul, you're going with Secret Love, who's the second choice for Carmouche on the rail. Are you are you hoping for a wired job? Or there is other speed in this race, so I'm not really sure that's going to work out. Yeah, I, I, I'll i tell you, I, the more I look at the race, uh, and you'll see on my play, I'm using the two as well. Speaking of Jackie Davis, it's only fitting to use her once. She brought us this carryover. Um you know, uh, it goes back to June, but you see Bella Sophia and obligatory in the running lines. And granted, she was 19 lengths off, but she did press the pace. And Bella Sophia in her day, uh, which was last year, was a very, very fast horse. So, yeah, but, you know, I think Carol Moosh especially will get this for seven furlongs. You need to get away from the rail. You know, I mean, get away from the gate. And I think Moosh will do that. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm. Those are the three I'll be using. I'm using the two inside horses, uh, <clears throat> and the seven. The only other horse I looked at as a price, Howard, I didn't use them, but um, it's, it's an interesting move by Scott Lake shipping in this three. He's three for twenty, fifteen percent shipping into Naira. 
Uh, Abner Adorno, speaking of Brooklyn Strong, was the regular rider of Brooklyn Strong when he was running at Parks. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I, I'm not using the horse, but if I'm playing ABC, I might throw the horse in as a C just to blow it up. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, I'm with one, two, and I, and I got to use a seven because, you know, on, on paper, the horse looks good. But, you know, one thing we know is the horse definitely knows how to lose. There's no doubt about it. Guys, here's how I feel. With the three in this race, Paul, actually, this is why I'm choosing the seven on top. Yeah. If you look at if you look at what I how I believe the race is going to go, I think Carmouche has to go. To, remember now, this is seven furlongs. Right. Okay. And I don't think the one is going to appreciate extra distance, although she has run okay going the distance before. But with the rail going seven, as you know, Paul is a little bit tricky. Agreed. I think he's he he's got to sign <laughs> the two for Jackie Davis. I don't know how aggressive she's going to be, but her best races are not, when I say her, I mean the horse and maybe the jockey as well, are up front. She will likely show speed. It's the only chance she has. The three is absolutely going to show speed, at least on paper. So there's a lot of speed on the inside. And when you look at the other horses, the four and the even the six who puts blinkers on guys could show a little more speed from Manny Franco. It just seems to me like Lascano is going to break watch to his inside she's the class of the field the number seven and he's going to make his move when he wants to the distance is going to help this horse and if you look at the seven carefully also the seven has been involved in a lot of blue coated races guys and i just feel like this race has to have some pace in it and i think that's going to help the seven i think the seven is the best horse in this race i know that she hasn't won in a while i don't care this is my top choice that's where I'm going. I think the two is a fascinating horse to use at as a price because uh, she didn't run well last time. This is second off the layoff. And she's got back numbers that absolutely fit in this race. So your cutie sort of three idea, Paul, is my two uh, in this race with Jackie Davis, who, of course, is the reason why we are here in the, best. In the first place. Let's go to the last race. Uh, boys, the, uh. <laughs> the last race. Oh boy, if you're watching at home and you're not familiar with the sequence yet, strap it in because this last race is a complete clusterfuck. And I don't usually swear <laughs> on the show, but this this race is absolutely ridiculous. It's almost as ridiculous as the other one that we showed. So let's just jump to it right now. The last race of the pick five is the closeout leg. You've got to be right in this race if you want to cash. Maiden claiming 25 New York Brads. They're going six furlongs. You see the field of nine. The more line favorite is the number nine, Chiara, for uh, uh, James Bond and Harkey at five to two. Let me go ahead and switch the banners right there. Um, of course, we're all just going to go, as you see on the bottom of the screen, <laughs> with the Moorline favorite number nine, because, Paul, there are a lot of ways you can go, but this horse just seems a bit obvious to me uh, as a must-use, but not necessarily a win candidate. Yeah, just, you know, when I woke up today, I said, you know what I really hope I do today? I can I can handicap Heeman Hockey to be bet as the favorite in the <laughs> ankle leg of the pick five. So I'm really glad I was able to fulfill that that wish of mine this morning. Um, again, you got to use them, the 56 buyer, but there's our girl Jackie right next door with a 56 buyer. So don't sell her short. She's, uh, 
She's got a Jackie has a shot on this five year old maiden mare. Um, hey, look, Howard, I'm four deep in this one. Um, you know, for budget reasons, you know, I have half the field in the first leg. I'd like to have more than half in this leg, but I settled on four, and the uh, nine is obviously one of them. And I did in my top three make it the top pick. But you know, would I bet a penny on this horse in the race? No. I mean, I don't Not know where it comes from, but at least there's an angle that you could say, Paul, that maybe this, maybe she's just improving as a newly turned four-year-old. She's not a five-year-old. It was her first start in several months. Maybe Bond just figured this horse out. It's not like the horse has no breeding either. So to me, this is sometimes the horse, the kind of horse that I play against. But based on the field, the outside post, and possible more improvement, I think this is the likely winner in a race where – Geez, I mean, you you could use many here, right, Paul? Yeah, and, and this is a homebred. You know, Song Hill Thoroughbreds is James yeah. Bond's farm. So this is a homebred. So uh, you, Now, you've got you the know. three, Paul. And, again, people are like, what the hell are these guys talking about? The, the three finished eighth by 30 lengths. Okay? 29 and a quarter. Excuse sir. me. I was three-quarters <laughs> of length off. I was – listen, I was rounding up. I don't think anyone at home cares. David well, I've got Dave, Franny Lou in third, and Kyle's got a Franny Lou in second. What the hell are we thinking, Paul? Howell? David, David Donk, maiden claiming, dirt sprint, second start, two for 14. That's like 14%, <laughs> which in this race, this is huge, right? 14% angle in this race. Oh you get Gomez. Uh, we talked about Gomez, who uh, is uh, one of the top apprentices. Um you know, She's and again, seven in this race. Yeah, but you track. You can always yeah, excuse and, that and, a little bit, right? And you know, out of the race relatively early, like now, and you <laughs> know how how much, um, you know how much are you gonna in pursue? Although the, she does move up a little here, actually. She makes she a did. little. It she, makes she a little bit make of a, a little middle here. move, and by the way, it was all the way on the outside. I'm guessing the source won no part of the of the muddy kickback. I mean, who wants to get mud kicked in her face? She is making a little bit of a move here. People can laugh at home, but when you talk about these kind of horses, you, you know, she is ranging up. She's trying. And and she's it's almost like up. she takes like almost like she takes a weird step, and then yeah. on, just immediately just falls back. You'll see it towards. It's towards the turn, and she just takes like a weird step almost, and she just immediately backs out. So, like I said, it could be the kickback, it could be a lot of things, but like like Howard said, in a race like this, you're just trying to look for anything you can kind of grasp onto. Yeah, no, I'm I have the horse in my uh I think do I have the horse? Yeah, you got the horse I have second. him second in my top three. I don't her, know her. I, her. I don't know Cheers. if I used her in my caveman though. <sighs> yeah, I did. I did. I did use her in the caveman. Okay. Did. I, I, hey, I, look, I, you know, Howard, you, you know, like you said. She's an A for me. Paul, you, she's an A for me. That's right, how ridiculous. I'm not going to let this horse beat me. Are you kidding? She's dropping. The other thing we – don't. sorry to interrupt you, Paul, but big blinkers drop. on. My yep. two angles are blinkers on, and this is a drop from Maine Spushway. This is a monster drop, the biggest drop in horse racing by far. Yeah, I, I, mean, I without I question. Know. And who knows? Maybe the horse just well, wants to run three furlongs, and that's why she dropped out of it. And we might see her at Los Alamitos in two oh, yeah. months. But for now, <laughs> you know, for now, like you said, I'm not getting beat by Jose Gomez and David Donk in the anchor leg. Now, nope. the, the number five tried again. 
Um, I don't know if you guys looked up the stats. I don't have the specific <laughs> I number. I did. But I know you looked it up, Paul. Yeah, uh, over three hundred. Baker off oh, a long layoff is very good, even with dirt horses. Yeah. Oh, I got him in general over a year at thirteen percent. That's win. not bad. Uh, and over 180 days at 15%. But you are right. He he is uh, he is good. And I will tell you, Bustin Stones, uh, Bustin Stones is a is a, a real good uh, New York sire. Uh, another another drop down over a year layoff. Look at the field mm-hmm. and her only dirt start, guys. Yeah. Did you see the field that she faced? Oh I my mean, god! Venti Valentine? Me are you kidding me? Venti Valentine, let her inspire you. Silver <laughs> fist. She's a Mia. This was a this was a monster, monster maiden race last year. And now she's yeah. going from that race to like uh, elementary school race. I mean, and she took some money in that race. How twelve she to did, one? She was is twelve not... to one. Yeah, I, I have no idea if she can run anymore. But guys, I've I'm going to I've three five nine as my A's, and I have three others in this race. I have no clue if the nine doesn't run back to her last race. It, anything could happen. Um, oh, Kyle, that, last race, that last race, that last race, how it had. Five next out winners. Five next out winners. I would not be shocked if the five is the favorite. And if the five is the favorite, that tells me the five is absolutely ready to run. I think yeah. when you have a horse off a year layoff, Kyle Plus, or a year and a half, sorry, doesn't the board mean something, especially in that situation? Yeah, which we won't have access to when we're putting yeah. out pick five. No, we won't, but way. we'll be Karnak and figure it out. You agree <laughs> so, with that angle, right, Kyle? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially, like you said, like a, like for a trainer like Maker or someone who actually shows that they're really good off the layoff and the horses, especially even in a field like this, if the horse is three to one, five to two, like yeah. you said, even the, maybe even the favorite, that tell, that's, that really does tell a lot. Yeah. I mean, just to scroll down the rest of the field, I mean, I... The one is slow. The two, I don't like the two, but uh, I don't know. Maybe some people do. The four looks absolutely awful. The six has really done nothing for me. The seven is Ray Handel blinkers on. I'm actually using the seven. I know the seven looks ridiculous, but again, again, guys, the drop down always means something. I know the horse looks awful. I get it. But the drop downs mean something. I'm using the eight, banana, fana, foe. Well, wait, is this? Wait, a banana, fana, foe. I love it. Um, <laughs> Paul, w- let me ask you a question, Paul. If you were the owner of a horse and you want to go to the barn, would you name that horse Banana Fana Foe? It just seems Neg- like... No I, would, no, I would not. I don't, I'm sorry to Cedar Meadow Incorporated. I'm sure you're wonderful people, but uh, what are you thinking? That, that's all Isn't that kind there. of a song? Yeah, Banana Fana Foo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. No, I would not, Howard. I would not name a okay. horse Banana <laughs> Fana Foe. All right, guys, let, let, let's go ahead and let me take this off the screen. Let's get to our pick five. Everyone home is waiting now for a pick five tickets. Here they come. Let's not waste any more. Actually, we got quick comments. Let's see anything I want to show here. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, uh, Jim Plars is not laughing. He's got the A. He's got the eight as a lone A. The three. Okay. The three is the lone A. Or is that the All three? Right. <clears throat> yeah. The three is a lone A. Jim, I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Let's get to our tickets right now uh, so we can get people out of here. Kyle, I'm going to have you go first. Kyle, of course, got a new show. Again, a a new show a week from uh, today, 9 p.m. Eastern, Betton and Boozin, host Kyle Roscoe, uh, Patrick Kunzel, Charlie Freeman. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to be talking horse racing and sports and have a few – drinks along with it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kyle, your pick five ticket is three, five, six, ten. 
with seven, with one, with one, five, seven, with three, five, eight, nine. You're doing the typical Kai Roscoe affordable press up ticket. It's $24 for 50 cents. You're going to try to hit it twice for $48. I am, especially with all that money in the pool. There's nothing like getting, being able to hit it twice, even if you do get favorites and legs. So the first leg, like we said, absolutely no idea. I'm going to go four deep. I'm going to go my top three, the five, six, and ten. I'm going to throw the three with Huayas and Levine or Bruce Levine just because, I mean, Levine's really good, especially off these little layoffs, going dropping a little bit again. I don't know, take a shot out of out of a curlin out of connect eh, take a shot why not who cares um then i'm gonna single tonal impact this is where you guys might have turned me off a little bit i'm still gonna single tonal impact but gasoline i might have to add in there we'll see how this goes at the end but to- like i said off that last sweeping move like i talked about we're gonna go for it what you got howard do you want to well, say something i just want to say for people that are on a budget constraint and paul feel free to jump in i think it's important to talk about for a second don't double your ticket with two low-priced horses. If you want to throw another horse in there, Kyle, that's like four to yeah. one, five to one. But to throw another horse that they're both going to be like eight to five, highly do not recommend that. And I know I'm going to sound contradictory once I show my ticket here in a minute. But if you really like one of those two, just single and go for it. Otherwise, you're doubling mm-hmm. your ticket. Just want to bring that out there. No. But anyway, I mean, go ahead. You're singling the one uh, yep. simply. Probably yep. like simply in the yep. in the the coupled entry is the poor man single like Paul said. Yeah. And then in the next race I'm going to take just the top 3. Obviously the 5 changes to the 2 in this scenario now that the 5 is scratched. So that'll change but the same structure of the ticket remains the same. And then in the last race, who knows, throwing the top 3 539 and I'm going to throw the 8 in there as well which seems as the other logical one for me. Uh, another new viewer, at least new to us, I believe, Cindy Plays Horses. Cindy, thanks for joining the show. Again, Paul, we got great viewership, male, female. I like the wolf there in the uh, picture. Cindy, thanks for watching the show. Please don't be a stranger. Really appreciate it, Cindy. Uh, let's go to your ticket, uh, Paul, right now, if I can find it. Here we go. Paul's ticket. He's finally, he calls me Uncle Cheapo. He's finally, you know, spending some money here. Two, three, five, six, ten with one, four, seven. With simply the one, with one two seven, with three five eight nine ninety bucks, Paul. Oh, Paul, you can mute yourself. Sir. Big muter. You're muted, Paul. Uh, half the field in that head scratcher of an opener. Yeah, you know, I'm really, as I said, I I don't know what it is. I just have this annoying feeling about a Neho that I don't want to get beat by a Neho. Uh, in an A-B structure, my A's would certainly be the four and seven. Um, lazy man single, I, I'll have the one entry as a lone A. And I'll probably have, I'm going to use your seven as a B, Howard. I might throw the two in as a as a B or C, but, you know, I, I think that's a leg you got to be able to get by. Um, and then in the seventh, um, I did go uh, – one, two, seven, the three logicals. Uh, and then in the closer, I have the same four as Kyle, actually. Three, five, eight, nine. And on an A-B ticket, I'll be six or seven deep, not four deep. Now, before I show my ticket, those people at home, if you uh, – one of the benefits of the yearly or annual subscription of the Power Picks, those of you that get an annual subscription – 
tonight, right after the show, I will be emailing you my exclusive ABC grid for tomorrow. Again, you can only get that if you are a yearly or annual subscriber to the Power Pick. So, again, there are many benefits to being a yearly subscriber, and you can still do that through Friday. You do not get the two-month free discount, but you will get these goodies that we're sending out, extra videos. So please strongly consider a yearly subscription to the Power Picks. Look below the video player <clears throat> for that information. I'm going to be emailing a bunch of you my ABC grid for tomorrow. Here's my Caveman Pick 5. It's a $96 ticket. It is 25610 with 47 with 1267 with seven, with three, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's a $96 ticket. Guys, I feel pretty good about the first leg and the second leg. And Kyle, I just want to explain. I just said I was being a little bit contradictory using the four and the seven. But as opposed to you, who you really like the seven, mm -hmm. I don't have an opinion between the four and the seven, really. So I want to use both of them. I just, I can't, yep. I don't feel strong enough to single one of them, which is why I'm using both of them. Um, I know a lot of people are singling the one guys in the third leg, and I could be absolutely wrong. I think that's the way to blow up the tick a little bit is to beat Simply, and I just don't trust Simply's last number out of nowhere, and if you throw that number out, it's not that much bigger than others. So I'm hoping to beat the one in leg three. I'm singling the three for 28 horse. Yeah, you, you do trust him, though. The horse that wasn't one since you were First of all, it's her. Old. I trust her, number one. <laughs> And number two, I do, Paul, uh, because I want to be a little yin-yang. And I think the pace is... Yin-yang, uh, yin-yang, I like it. Paul, I think the pace is really the issue there. You got three inside speed horses going a distance. I don't think they want to go. I think the seven stalks and pounces and is the best closer. And so, yeah, I hope a lot of people feel the same way you do, Paul, and think that maybe seven shouldn't be singled. Exactly what I think, want people to think. And then I have no effing idea about the last race. The nine might win by 10 lengths. Or, or Ray Handel could win with blinkers on out of nowhere and go from a 10 buyer to a 45 buyer. I mean, would anyone be completely shocked? I wouldn't. I'm not going to let a 15 to one shot beat me out of $5,000, guys, in the last leg. So that's my logic there. We have a lot of people that are commenting. I want to get to these comments, mm -hmm. guys, before we end the uh, show here. Let's see. Um, here's Cindy. Cindy, I like uh, it. Cindy, throw out a ticket. I love it. I Cindy's like it. got a $15 ticket, singling the seven and the one. There you go with one seven. Cindy, good luck. Really appreciate love it. it. Yeah. I, I love a small ticket. Nothing wrong with it. Absolutely not. Um, let's see. We got uh, Jeff Amster said, uh, Jim, he's talking about Fingal's Cave and Fleet Indian. He's talking about a stat. I'm he's talking about uh, David Donk's last win in, in New York is okay. that on 827. Yeah. And then oh, he's then 0 White for 54. Duke. 0 for 54. Yep. But, you know. Still okay. David Donk, to be fair. Uh, Penn State Scott was one about the elephant in the room. I mentioned on Monday about a, a big track possibly closing. I will not say this year. I will say that it, it is not a New York track. No. And it's not. I mean, I, I mean, I mean it's going to close eventually, as we all of know, course. Paul. But, but that's, when that's Belmont, planned. Yeah. That's part of the reconstruction project, right. but the the Penn State Scott, the track that I was referring to on Monday, is not a yeah. New York track. I just want to leave it at but that. But it will, it, yeah. I mean, it's going to take, you know, it's going to be a good five years, you know. And I encourage everyone to get there. I had never been there till the Wood Memorial uh, last year, twenty twenty one, and I uh, went back for the Breeders' Cup this year. I had the great pleasure of going with uh, 
good friend and loyal viewer, Dr. Jeff Mora, who grew up taking the subway, taking the subway from Brooklyn and, and running down the ramp to get the Harvey Pack seminar. So to watch him walk back in there for the first time in 40 years was was quite a treat. But it, it really, really if you want to talk character of a racetrack, it, it's a racetrack. You know, so, so some places are bars and some are pubs. Yeah, you know, this is a bar. The, the, this is your neighborhood bar. It's got a ton of character. So get there before it closes. I highly recommend it. Speaking of ton of character, before I I, I want to again, I would be remiss before we leave the show. And a lot we have a lot of people watching, Kyle, that didn't hear at the very beginning. Please talk about the new show. Once again, very quickly that you're hosting. The first show is a week from tonight, January 11th, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, like I said, at the beginning of the show, it's going to be Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be talking late pick fours at probably tracks on Friday, if not, you know, a Sunday track or whatever we decide to do that week. Then we're going to, at the end, we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about, like, like we said, NFL playoffs is coming up soon. Then we got MLB starting up and stuff like that if we go that far. You know, it's going to be a ton of fun. Betting and boozing is going to be the name. Going to have a lot of drinks, a lot of viewer interaction. It's going to be a hell of a fun time. So we'd love for you to join us. Yeah, again, please spread the word. It's for everyone. It's for 18-year-olds. It's for 75 and 80-year-olds. Um, if you're an old, if you're a, I shouldn't say older, a more experienced viewer of a certain age and you have younger uh, sons and daughters that enjoy sports and enjoy gambling and and having a few beverages, then that's the show for you on Wednesday nights along with our Thursday uh, night show. <clears throat> Before I close, tomorrow night, uh, Kyle and Paul, great yeah. show. The dollar coast-to-coast pick five starts this Saturday. We're going to be handicapping the $1 base. That might need to narrow our choice a little bit on that. It's a 15% takeout. It's run by Stronach, so it's going to be Gulfstream and Santa Anita. And then also the second half of the show tomorrow night on Thursday, Tony Rollo, managing partner of Crownsway Racing, a new sponsor, is going to be talking there. There's there's uh, Kyle's uh, outfit there. He's got some bling going. He has horses. XL, Kyle, yes, XL. Yes, XL. sir. Yeah, we'll, we'll, both, we'll, we'll take some XLs, Kyle, by the way, both of us. Uh, Tony, hope you're listening to that. Um, Got to take care of the new you know sponsors here. Um, there is a great ownership opportunity, and it's a very low-level, cheap, opportunity. You do not need to spend thousands of dollars. If you are not an owner of horses and you're looking to get into a lower introductory level to own some high quality horses, some two-year-olds, some claimers with a great outfit and a great organization, please stay tuned tomorrow, Thursday night. It will be at about 8.45 Eastern time after we handicap our pick five sequence. Tony Rollo, Crownsway Racing, Kyle, real quick shout out to them. They're great, great group. Absolutely. And like I said, that's how I got, oh, that's not how I got my in, but I met Tony at Arlington. They were originally, he'll talk about it tomorrow, but they were originally Illinois based. Then they started once Arlington closed, they kind of, now they're spreading their wings a little bit. They got a lot of nice horses in there. So like Howard said, it's a very cheap option. So if you're looking to get into horses, they're <clears> a great <throat> group of people. And like I said, that that's where I got my start and I'm getting into it. And I love all the people. Uh, Jeffrey Amster took the yep. A train to see Seattle Slew. Wow. Did you see? Did you I see would that say baseball? there's a good chance Doc Mora was on that train. Jeff, also named Jeff. Fantastic guys, we had a great, uh, fun show tonight. A lot to talk about. It's it's a difficult sequence tomorrow because there are a lot of unknowns. So use budget accordingly. Single if you feel, if you feel like singling is something that you need to do. 
uh, do it wisely. And we want to wish everyone a tons of luck tomorrow. For my co-host, Paul Halloran and Kyle Roscoe, this has been Howard Kravitz, episode 218 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Please join us tomorrow night, Thursday, for a great show because we will be celebrating our massive pick five scores from Aqueduct in their $190,000 carryover tomorrow, Thursday. Paul may or may not be sober. We'll find out. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow night, everyone. Take care. Have a great night. Oh,